Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in, Sporty Nation. Um, I feel like I shouldn't do a long intro for him because you guys have all missed him dearly as I have. Um, even though Scotty was still a- an amazing uh, co-host fill-in and he will be back again next episode. But uh, the the Carlos Wonder is back. Richie Suave Flores, how you doing? Hello, Corey. I have a bunch of tales to tell you from the weekend, of which most of them you already know, but I need to fill my listeners in, too. Yeah, see, I I thought once I said Carlos Wonder, you would have some witty comeback to it, but I think you've just, like, given in to the fact that you are in this situation and, and you have, like, nothing funny for it anymore. You're just disappointed at this point yeah i'm just annoyed i'm just very very annoyed and we'll get we'll get to that story in in just a moment but i can i can i start off with something positive absolutely i feel like you have been waiting to talk about this concert yes for like since the moment it ended so i will give you your time for that yes exactly so as many of you know uh i was I took a, a trip to Denver with my two sisters to go see 21 Pilots at the Ball Arena, which is also home to the Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets. And I didn't know what really what to expect. I really wanted to see them live. I've always heard good things about 21 Pilots as a live band. I'm a big fan of their most recent album, Scaled and Icy. And I've always – I've followed them – Ever since you know, Blurry Face kind of came out and hit big with, with, um, with uh, you know some of the songs on there like you know Ride and Stressed Out and things like that and the songs like that, and I will tell you what, they after that two hour show, I don't know if I could have been more pumped afterwards. I don't think I've ever been more excited to have been at a concert after it was over than I was for this 21 pilots concert. They were absolutely incredible live. 
and I cannot wait to see them again. They were that good. Um, and it was even better because we were in the pit. We were in the general mission area, standing room, and it was packed in. It was insane. Everybody in the pit was like all in on all the songs, knew all the lyrics to everything, even more than I did, for goodness sake. Because the one thing about 21 Pilots is that um, Tyler Joseph is um, – he, he includes a lot of rapping in a lot of his songs – and it's really quick and it's hard to pick up. And so I can't rap that quickly. So I could not rap along with Tyler during some of the songs. But other than that, it was incredible. Like there, I, there are so many like great moments and songs from the set. Like I'm going to, I'm still thinking about it several days later, how great it was and how insane they always end their concerts with the same song. They always end it with a song called trees and it's one of those songs that starts off kind of slow and then builds into like a crescendo of awesome. And so it was just like, it builds to this, this crescendo. And then it's, and the last I don't know, 90 seconds of the song is just like one big dance party. And so you're jumping up and down for the last 90 seconds of the song while Tyler and Josh are banging, banging a massive set of drums while they're in the crowd, because they put they set up little like st- little stands, basically like boards that were held up with them on top. So they're in the crowd at the very end of the show while there's blasting confetti everywhere, and um, and it was it, it's incredible. It was incredible. I, I I cannot say enough good things about how great Twenty One Pilots is live. If you get a chance to go see them live, even if you're not the biggest 21 pilots fan in the world. I recommend going to see them. That's how much fun they are. And um, I'm, I'm bummed that they did not come to Phoenix on this trek through on this leg of their takeover tour, but I hope they do it in the spring. And if they do come through, I'm going to try and hit as many of the shows as possible. If they do this takeover tour kind of 2.0. Um, and also, by the way, Denver was incredible too as a city. I've never been there. My first time in Colorado, my first time in Denver, um, and really enjoyed Coors Field. First time going there. I really wanted to see that ballpark for the longest time. Corey, I got to sit in the purple seats at Coors Field. I was so excited about it. I even sent you a text. Oh, I, I have got to tell the Sporty Nation the, uh, the series of texts that I got from you. They were... They were great, A. Eh? Please share. So, I had warned Richie before he went to Denver that the altitude um, does play factor in that he should probably, like, watch how much he drinks because of the fact that it will hit him, like, a, quite a bit harder. And I, I found this out by going to an avalanche game and then going... Um, down one of their um like streets it was was during the winter time and uh i was walking holding all of my like you know all my warm gear and everything looking around going holy crap like i'm definitely cold but i can't tell how cold i am because i am definitely a lot more like drunk than i thought i was and uh my friend started laughing she's like yeah that's the altitude so i had warned uh richie about this i get a text message from richie where he says i 
uh, oh, you were correct. The altitude has hit the, I feel much more buzzed than I thought I would be at this point. And that was like the first one, you know, pretty normal. It was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just like getting used to it. Then it escalated to, oh my gosh, Corey, I'm getting to sit in the purple seats. I've always wanted to sit in the purple seats. To, I haven't even sat in my own seats yet. I have been wandering and sitting in other seats this whole time. And uh, Kat had like come over on on Saturday to um, to hang out and everything. And um, you know that was about the time when Richie will tell you about his his fob losing incident. But, uh, she was, uh, or no, 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 that was, that was, you must have lost your fob on, maybe that was Friday. It was Friday. Yes, it was on Friday. So, um, Kat being, being the wonderful human being she is, she's trying to fix this for Richie and whatnot. Um, and she's also trying to do that while like dropping her kid off and like coming to hang out with me. And so then she goes, well, I've been trying to reach Richie. And I was like, well, he's, he's in, uh, Coors Field and, you know, he probably can't answer his phone or or he's not getting it or whatever. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to figure this out and I'm trying to see what, like, he's got to make this decision. And I go, I'm not sure you want him making any decisions right now. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, he can't even choose what seat he wants to sit in. He hasn't sat in his own seat the entire game. <laughs> and Kat, like, almost died. We were laughing so hard the entire time just talking about the the mental image we got right away of you sitting in the purple seats, getting all excited about that, and then wandering throughout um, Coors Field was one of the funniest discussions we've ever had. But can you think, and I think you texted me back this, that it was the most Richie thing ever? Why do you think it was so easy for us to imagine it? We knew exactly what, what you were doing and what it looked like. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I did the same thing when I went to PNC Park a couple years ago. I bought tickets in the outfield, and I sat in the, I actually sat in my seats for, like, three innings. But other than that, I just wandered around and I've sat in different seats to like get different views of the ballpark and whatnot. Because that's, that's cool. That's like, if you go to a new ballpark, as you want to do, you want to wander, you want to experience things. And that's what I did. I wandered the entire ballpark. I even got told one time that I wasn't supposed to be where I was supposed to be. That was pretty funny. Um, and then, yeah. And then I wandered around, wound up at one of the rooftop bars there at Coors Field, which was really cool. And I uh, watched a little bit of the game from there while I was drinking and eating my my brat. And, yeah, I enjoyed Coors Field quite a bit. But, yes, that's the most me thing ever It's just to just wander places. That's the cool thing about going on my own and not having anybody with me. Now, it was just me at this game because my sisters don't give two shits about baseball, obviously. So I was just able to do my own thing, and it was great, and they loved it. And I just, just wandered for three straight hours at this baseball game. The game was terrible, by the way. Rockies got crushed. I lost money on the game because I bet the Rockies plus one and a half runs and they lost by five. So thank you, Colorado, for losing me money. But other than that, yeah, the Denver was incredible. The weather was great. 21 pods, incredible. 10 out of 10. 
Coors Field. Really enjoyed it. We'll love to go back to Denver at some point to go check out a Coyotes game there soon. I think you'd really enjoy it. I mean, when I went to go see a game there, I don't even remember who they were playing, but I, I sat um, up in Mount Loud and they give you um, stuff to make noise with and or go the Mount Loud part um, and just be like annoying and over the top in that section. And it's like, it's a, it's a cool area. It's, you know, kind of more middle ice ish. And then it's, uh, you know, there's the big ass screen. You can either watch that or you can look at the ice, but I actually really enjoyed going to that game. So that actually would be a lot of fun. I think you would enjoy it. Oh, I 100% would. I have only seen the Coyotes play in one other rink. And I went down to, I went to Anaheim to watch a Coyotes Ducks game years ago. So like I kind of do what I've done with ballparks, I've been able to been to five ballparks now. I kind of want to do with the NHL too, which is like hop around and go see the Coyotes, see a different rinks. Vegas is on the list, obviously. Um, Colorado is on the list. And then Seattle is on the list. Those are the three places I want to visit the most in terms of going to watch a Coyotes game there. And unfortunately, now... I believe the Coyotes are only playing Vegas one time a year in Vegas. And the same thing with Seattle because they're not in the same division anymore, which stinks. However, we did have a Twitter interaction this week with some of the Vegas guys. And they were like, hey, yeah, maybe you can uh, take over one of our tickets if they can't go. I think it was Eric who's on their sh- the Vegas Nightly Show. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. If you got if you got seats for Corey and I, let's do it. Let's let's hang out. The game's gonna be shit for the Coyotes, but I'm down. Uh, maybe maybe it can be like a a pre pre wedding thing for me because it'll be literally right before the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> when is the, when is the game? I think it's like April nineteenth, which is I think like which is you know basically a month away. I get married in right. May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I I could do that as a pre-celebration, go to Vegas. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I, I've only been in there for a college hockey game, so I've never actually been there for an actual hockey game. Um, so it, it would be really cool to see. It just sucks because the ticket prices are always fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. I feel like Seattle's going to be the same way for like the longest time. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I guess at some point you kind of have to pony up for it. That's kind of what I did for, I'm in case you're wondering where I'm going to be this weekend, I'm going to be preemptive on this and explain where I'm going to be and why I'm missing the show. It's because I'm going to be in LA at SoFi stadium to watch the Rams play the Cardinals. And I my ticket, which is literally in the last row of the upper deck, maybe the second to last row of the upper deck at the brand new stadium. Um, and I was like, OK, I got to buy the cheapest ticket. I don't really care where I sit. I just want to be there. That's what I did. However, the ticket ended up being a little less than $100, which I should have waited because the ticket prices dropped shortly thereafter. And I could have saved myself about 25 bucks for a similar ticket. Yeah, I I waited when US Bank opened 
to go see a Vikings game because I just thought to myself, that's going to be a bitch trying to get tickets to to like get in there. So I waited for a while. Um, so I give you props for like going right away. But I mean, no matter where you're sitting, I feel like it's going to be cool. That is one cool stadium. I will looks, give you so many props for that. Yeah, it looks badass as fuck. I cannot wait to go. Now, maybe I'll do what I did for the Rockies game too and just wander around looking for different seats to sit in, which I might do depending on how full the stadium is, especially during the pregame. And especially since it's only me and I don't have a big group, I can probably sneak in to seats around the around the stadium if I if I do it correctly. And I will be wearing my Rams jersey, my Aaron Donald jersey, which is staring right in front of me here. And that will help too, because if I was a Cardinals fan and I was going on the road, I don't think people would be as nice to me as if I was wearing a, the home team jersey if I was in their seat, right? So people walk up and say, hey, you're in my seat. Cool. Bye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now. But yeah, super excited to see SoFi Stadium. I cannot wait. Um, I understand prices are ridiculous there for food and drinks, but that's LA for you. That makes sense. And the stadium's a billion dollars. You got to pay for it somehow. But yeah, that's where I'm going to be this weekend. And uh, and I'm I'm very excited to see the stadium. And my world tour then comes to an end for the time being, at least. Yeah, uh, it's funny that you say that. When I went to um, U.S. Bank with Scotty and one of our friends, Grant, um, Grant's a, Grant's a pretty tall dude, and like when he was walking with us, I was wearing a Vikings jersey and they were both wearing Cardinals jerseys. Well, the funny thing is uh, Grant was wearing the white Cardinals jersey and Scotty was wearing a black Cardinals jersey. No one noticed that Scotty was really wearing a Cardinals jersey. There's a, a couple people that gave him shit, but most people just gave Grant shit because it was he was wearing the white jersey and he stood yeah. out like a sore thumb. So um, the thing I've learned is if you're going to wear the other team, just wear a dark color that people won't notice. <laughs> that way you don't stand out. So you don't wear, like if you're a Coyotes fan visiting somewhere, you don't wear the, the bright red jersey. That you wear the, you wear like a, you wear the black kachina. Is that what you do? But the black kachina is very well known and very popular. Well, that's the thing. It's someone may actually just think that you like the black kachina. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> you know, like I think sometimes people just think like, oh, they think that they like that jersey because it's a popular jersey. Right. Right. Yeah, as I said, I've, I, I haven't been on the road as an opposing fan all that often. I've only done it a couple of times and that's it. And I haven't even, you know, what's funny. I haven't even been, I live right across the street from state farm stadium and I haven't been to a Cardinals Rams game here in Phoenix in like five years. And I, and I don't know why I think the biggest reason why is I can't get anybody to go with me because nobody else is really a Cardinals fan or a, or a Rams fan. So it's like nobody gives a shit about the game except for me. Scotty and I'll go with you as long as we're uh, allowed to cheer for the Cardinals. Yes, of course you are. Then, well, then wanna... yeah, we'll go. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's what uh, I've, I've never been to a Vikings Cardinals game here. I, the one time I went to go see Vikings Cardinals 
was in Minnesota. <laughs> was in Minnesota. Yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> I actually that's was great. on a plane with a bunch of Cardinals fans. Uh, we knew it was. I don't know why any Cardinals fan would actually go that year because that year was absolute like shit for that team. They were going to play awful. We we already yeah. knew who was going to win and lose that game. Right. And like, but I was on on a plane with a bunch of like Cardinals fans. It was very entertaining. But yeah, the the only time I ever saw it was when I had to travel to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll mark we'll mark that in the calendar. I don't think it's till very late in the season that they play here. But yes, if you're down to go, we can go and um I can cheer on my Rams as the Rams win again, duh. And it'll be very very it'll be very fun. Very it'll be very fun to be an opposing fan at a stadium. It's like I said, it doesn't happen very often for me. All right, so now that we spent 20 minutes bullshitting on this show, um, it's, it's, let's dive a little bit into the preseason here. I don't think we should spend too much time on this. Cause it, again, it's fucking preseason. Like who cares at this point? I see everybody super excited about it. Good for you. I, I just don't, it's, I, I am at the point in my fandom of any sport when it comes to preseason, I don't care a lick what happens just as long as everybody is stays healthy that's all I want from the preseason. I don't I don't really care how good any of the new rookies look. I don't care uh, how great the Coyotes look. Whatever. Just get out of the preseason healthy, and that's it. And then we can get into the regular season and start diving into, into actual hockey. Because right now it's not actual hockey. It's, it's, I don't even know, practice, basically. We're talking about practice, as I quote Alan Iverson. But in case you did miss it, let's talk a little bit about the first preseason game where the Coyotes hosted the Kings at Healy River Arena. And the Coyotes got the 2-1 to win over the Los Angeles Kings, in case you care about such things. The two big storylines coming from this were that of Dylan Gunther getting a goal and an assist in the game in his first preseason action as an Arizona Coyote after he was drafted earlier this year. And, of course, Louis Erickson scoring a goal. The much maligned Louis Erickson from his days in Vancouver, his first t- day as a Coyote, he scores a goal. Coyotes get the dub. And um, and those were your two big storylines coming out of that. Um, do any of those two storylines interest you at all? And should we put anything more into the performances of those two players coming out of the first preseason game? Well, Richie, while you were gone because you ditched the podcast... Um, Scotty and I talked about, um, Gunther and the fact that, you know, it was basically everywhere. His, uh, his wonderful shot that he had had, um, during one of those rookie games. And, um, so yes, I think there's always a storyline in the fact that it's nice to see Gunther doing well and to see him being very consistent because that means good things for the future, but I am kind of with you in the fact that I, in any sport, whether it is hockey, football, literally anything, I always say that preseason is more, you know, like technically, um, you know, some of them will say that preseason is for more ticket sales, like to get more, just like more money out of it. But um, 
I feel a lot of times like it's so that way coaches can see in a real game situation um, certain players that they don't expect to have playing up that year. Um, what what their skating looks like, how well they work with the systems and how it, it, to kind of gauge where they're at. So that way they can go into the season on, okay, where do we need to develop this player? Where should this player be at and all of that type of stuff? I feel like it's more of a that situation than it actually is anything else. M- more of the coaching staff gets something out of it than us as fans or um you know, even really being able to predict anything because a lot of it with preseason is just, like I said, coaches experimenting on what they need to see personally, not necessarily how they would run the team normally. Yeah, and I think um, Andre Torini kind of mentioned that a little bit in, in his post-game press conference where he was talking about how sloppy some of the play was early on in the first period and all the penalties that were being taken. And he was kind of explaining how he's like, we have a lot of new players on this roster. I'm a brand new head coach and I was learning too, basically is kind of what he was essentially hinting at and saying. And that makes a ton of sense because um, again, when you basically have an entirely revamped roster with like this, so many new guys, a new coach, a new, like you were talking about a new system that's being developed. Um, some new, uh, a new coaching, st- uh, a couple new members of the coaching staff. It's uh it's, kind of an uphill battle to get all that learned, especially in your first preseason game. And, um, hey, at least they won. I guess that's good. There was one other thing from this game that I thought was interesting that I want to quickly mention. And that's another quote from Andre Torini that I think is encapsulating something that we haven't seen from this Coyotes team in a while. And it was something that they struggled with, I thought, under Rick Tockett, pretty much the entirety of his tenure. And... Here's what Andre Torini said. He said, it was the traffic. Both goals were pucks on net with a lot of traffic and a rebound. I think that has to be part of our identity. In the NHL, that's the way you have to play. You have to get inside. You need to get in the dirty areas, and you have to have a net front presence. And that's good, ladies and gentlemen. This team's going to be bad this year, for goodness sake. But if they do anything at all, for love of goodness, if they do anything right, just do this right. Just get to the net. Get in the dirty areas, and at some point you're going to get lucky enough to score goals and win a couple of games here and there. Like that's if you're talking about my goals for the season, that's what I want to see. And and it's something that we saw a little bit last year from Michael Bunting, who ended up going to Toronto in the offseason. He scored a goal, I believe, in the first Maple Leafs game too. Or didn't if he didn't score a goal, he's got a point. So hearing that from Torini, very good news. I like that. If you're so if there's any takeaways from this preseason game, that means nothing. It's 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 traffic. To the net, make it happen. Yeah, that was actually one thing that uh, I really enjoyed bitching about. It's funny, I, I will admit to the fact that I have things that I enjoy bitching about, and that is one of them. I It was just the fact that there was plenty of times where if you would have just had someone in front of the net there to be able to get certain rebounds on uh, shots that came perfectly out off of uh, a pad block like it it would have been a goal and the fact that they didn't have any of that they didn't ever really just even just uh crash the net ever like it was just there's a there was a lack of effort there that was just frustrating to watch and the fact that most of it was perimeter shots not 
quality shots throughout the entire season. And so anything that is actually traffic in front of the net, any uh, any decent screens would be nice to see as well, just for maybe our own sanity. Even though this team's not going to be a great team, it will at least give us some, you know, the things that feed your soul. At least they'll be soul feeders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One one hundred percent. One one more thing on Dylan Gunther. Um, I saw a couple tweets from some Coyotes fans, not that many, like one or two, and it's people overreacting to how well he's played here in rookie camp and training camp. And they're like, oh my goodness, he's so good. He's, I think he should make the roster this year. Does, and, and, and no, no, he does. He's not, he's not going to make the roster. Stop it. Stop. He's had, he's having a good couple of games here. He had a nice first preseason game. That's cool. That's great. That's what you want to see. You want to see players develop as quickly as possible. It, but he's not going to be in the NHL anytime soon, ladies and gentlemen. Stop it. Corey and I talked about this on an episode a few weeks ago. No, none of these young players should catch a, even a hint of the NHL this year. And again, and we're talking about some big names too. We're talking about your Victor Soderstrom's of the world. We're talking about your Barrett Hayton's of the world. We're talking about your Yanni Neeks of the world, right? Just let them simmer. Let them cook. Don't don't waste their time developing at the NHL level. Again, I know you guys, I think you and Scotty talked about a little bit about this too in a recent episode too. And it's true. It's just like we got to be patient with these, with these players. And if we're just patient, I think they'll pan out. and Everything will be just fine. But just don't overreact, Coyotes fan. Just chill out a little bit. Chill. Granted, I know, especially in the case of Victor Soderstrom on a roster that is very only has what five signed pro defensemen this year, basically. Um, they're going to need some extra defensemen, but I really hope Victor Soderstrom isn't one of them. So that's my rant, ladies and gentlemen. Just be patient. It would absolutely be a waste of their talent to just be throwing them up there on a team that's going to suck for and them to just, you know, basically waste their time away um, on that team while they're going through this rebuild. So, yeah, I agree with you in the fact that it's pointless. But um, I, I do think that it you're a little bit harsh in the fact that we can't have nice things. So at least and let them enjoy having a nice thing. Being overreactive, I, I can agree with that. But at least still let them in, enjoy having something that's nice and something that, uh, you know, makes makes Coyotes fans feel optimistic about something at least. Um, it's There is a, a limit, though, where you start to become slightly delusional. Um, you heard us talk about how we felt um, that there were some Canucks... Twitter that were a little bit delusional about the capabilities of Oliver Ekman Larson. Um, let's let's also not be those people that get a little too out of hand where we're getting delusional about what may happen. It's it's the looks very promising, but does not mean um, anything quite yet. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not to dismiss what Dylan Gunther is doing. He's He's super fun. They're, those Some of those goals were great. They're really cool. I'm glad he's doing well. And it's better than showing up and not being seen at all. 
Barrett Hayton. <clears throat> cough, cough. Um, but yeah, so you're right. Yes, enjoy the nice things while we get them. Enjoy the little things. Enjoy seeing these players progress and get better. That On that, I will agree with you. Before we move on, Corey, we, of course, want to tell you about DraftKings and DraftKings.com. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you have one more thing before the read? Sorry. I didn't mean to cut into your read. I, I will say, though, uh, Scotty had kind of mentioned this to me, and, I, and I've been kind of thinking about that. Uh, will Barrett Hayton be the last disappointment of the Chica era? Just want everyone to simmer on that. Ooh, that's a good topic for a future episode right there. But we will leave it at that because now it is time to tell you about DraftKings, everybody. Corey and I are all in on DraftKings, as you guys know. Um, and week three of football is in the books. And now it's time to take a look and get ready for week four coming up with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off yet another week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it, enter our promo code THPN, and just bet $1. That's it. Just $1 on any game this weekend, and you're all set to receive those $150 in free bets. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets. When you place a $1 bet on any football game, that's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. Your customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And Ooh, are you out of breath there, Richie? That no, that's good. That's that's called that's called a read right there. That's how you read. You you read super quickly, and and we're good to go. I mean, I I ran two miles today, so I already got my workout in. So I, I was already able to to continue my my mentality of 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 uh, my breathing mentality. But that's true. I think I did the entire ninety second read and didn't take a breath once. That's called being a professional sports reader everybody you were you were rapping in colorado you're running now you're doing a really strong read you you've got some impressive lungs as of recent yeah exactly i think it's because i got so used to the colorado mile high mentality come back down here it's like boom i'm ready to go maybe that's what it is and I can't avoid this joke. Don't hate me. But so were you running today because you didn't have a car to get somewhere? Oh, my God. Oh, Corey. I want to take a sip of my water here and um, just just cry for a minute here. <laughs> we love you, Richie. And we are so sorry about you you losing your fob. Although the, the thought of... Uh, someone in Colorado walking around thinking that they were going to be able to steal a car um, by trying to unlock every car that was around where they found your key fob um, is one of the funniest things that I've thought of in a long time. I'm glad you thought it was funny. I actually, you actually texted me that. I actually thought it was funny too. It actually made me laugh on a time where I wasn't really gonna laugh at much things but i did tweet this out so i'll mention it super quickly when i was out of town this weekend ladies and gentlemen i managed to lose the key fob to my wonderful nissan kicks whom i call 
uh, Mia. I call I call my car Mia. That's that's um, that's its name. And I lost the keys to her over the weekend while in Colorado or maybe even at Sky Harbor. I have no idea. Um, this now is the second pair of keys that I have lost over the past three months. And I don't know what's happening to me. It's a plague, ladies and gentlemen. COVID-19 is very much a pandemic around the entire world. It's been ravaging us for a year and a half. But I think there's something else going on here. I don't have COVID. I have some sort of other, like, pandemic going on inside my body where I just have this propensity to lose my fucking keys at every goddamn turn and every possibility. I think we feel like if we keep torturing you with it, you won't lose them again. You know, like if we just keep on bringing it up, it's going to sink into your soul that you won't lose them again. I I guess so. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I'll be more careful with these. You know what? Maybe I'll invest in some air tags, Corey. Maybe that's what I'll do. And then the dang things will probably never get lost again. Or if I do lose them, I'll kind of know where they may be. Yeah, that that was one of the things that we were like about that we were going to tell you about and that one of those needed to be like attached to it. So at least at that point, you could um, like pull up where the location of it is, because that's the thing is you didn't even know where it ended up. It could be no. anywhere at this point. I have no idea. I don't know if it's in Colorado. I don't know if I left it behind it. Sky Harbor, if I left it behind at the Denver airport, I do not know. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Is you don't even know where to like where to ask if there was a if they were in lost and found. And now that's the thing about my first set of keys that I lost is I know where they are. They're over at Westgate somewhere. But I just don't know where at Westgate they may be. Well, you had to lose it in a place that has a bunch of different bars and restaurants. Yeah. That was probably like the worst situation you could have been in. <laughs> well, Again, not funny, but kind of. <laughs> it's gone yeah, gone forever now. Gone forever at this point. Um, really has become a staple of my entire personality at this point. So anyway, that's that's the other thing that happened to me this weekend, Sporty Nation. Um, uh, let's... I have one more thing before we wrap up the show, Corey. And we uh, we've we always talk about sports betting on the show, I feel like, all the time. So I would like to let this Sporty Nation in on a couple of bets that they could make on DraftKings this weekend for the NFL slate um, that I think might be appetizing for people. And because I've already made these bets myself through the DraftKings app, of course. And that is, if you take a look, at the Rams Cardinals game, I'm very surprised to see what the over under is at some places. Now, I bet the over under in the Cardinals Rams game for Sunday at 53 and a half. I caught it super low. It is now up to 55 on DraftKings, and that's pretty high. I, I like if you can find it lower than that, I would bet the over. maybe even worth trying to buy a couple of points there and taking it down to like a 53 and a half because there's going to be a lot of points scored in that contest last year in a game they put up close to 60 points um the rams and bucks this weekend put up over 55 points 
And I have a feeling that's what we're going to see again. It's going to be a very high-scoring game. And I think the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals again. That's what Sean McVay does when he plays the Cardinals. He always beats them. Sean McVay has yet to lose a game against the Arizona Cardinals in his tenure as the Rams coach. So be on the lookout that for the That man looked like there. he was about to go to war at halftime. Oh, so game. exciting. That was so exciting. That was like that I want to I wanted to feed that gif into my veins. That was so great. He like literally like pushed through people till the point where he was in the middle of his own players and then just kind of like snuck his way in there and started walking like a normal person. <laughs> and then on the touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson in the second half, he ran all the way down the sidelines. Also, the uh, one of the commentators, I don't even know who it was, I wasn't paying that much attention, had to point out that they're like, look at those 35-year-old legs go. I was like, who points out how old someone's legs are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still the youngest coach in the NFL, Sean McVay. So be on the lookout for the over-under in that game. And I would also like to point out, and I'm very surprised at the spread Right now for this game, we are recording on Tuesday night, and I'm curious to see if this moves anymore. But the Rams are minus four and a half right now at DraftKings. I also bet this at uh, minus four and a half for the Rams. I truly think they should blow the Cardinals out of the water. The Rams are the best team in the NFL right now, hands down. They just beat the defending Super Bowl champions by 10 points. They wiped the floor with them. They would have beat them by even more if the if the Bucks didn't score a late touchdown in that game. That was essentially meaningless, right? The Cardinals haven't played that well over the past two weeks. They should have lost to the Minnesota Vikings, for goodness sake. And they got their ass scared by the Jacksonville Jaguars for an entire half. This is on the road in L.A. The Rams are good on the, at home. They're Sean McVay in the, at home. Really tough to beat in an atmosphere that's going to be ridiculously fun. The Rams are going to win this game by at least a touchdown, ladies and gentlemen. So bet the over, bet the Rams minus four and a half, ladies and gentlemen. And if you see it, I would also, um, if you see a, a Cooper Cup prop for any time touchdown score, go ahead and tick that box. And also go ahead and bet the over on Cooper Cup receiving yards too. If you see that for in the, in the 85 to 90 range, 100% bet the over on that. So, that's the reason why I'm I'm so into that game is because it, it's the team I know the best in the Rams and I pay attention to the Cardinals quite a bit too. So those are my best bets for the weekend, Corey. Are you going to follow my advice? Or are you or are you going to are you going to go the opposite? Well, uh, I have made a decent amount of money this season off the Rams. I won't deny that. I will say, can you guess who Richie's a fan of? Because that was if that wasn't a promo for the Rams. Um, I don't know what is. Uh, I you should have gotten paid money for that. I mean, in all reality, uh, you you should take that out of this podcast and tell them once they pay you, you'll put it back in because that was like grade A promo for them. Um, the Rams podcast on the the Pigskin Podcast Network that they're calling it now. Do we know anything ab about them? Like, you, you should see if you can go on there. Just say... Oh, that's, yeah, that's true, yeah. Give all of your opinions about the Rams to them and allow it to flow freely. I, um, 
I don't know. There's certain things that I may take you up on and there's other things that I may not. I I think it's hard to say. The Cardinals, I'm, I'm a fan of two football teams, Cardinals and the Vikings. Cardinals and the Vikings have one thing in common. You don't know what to ever fucking expect out of them. Because if they find a way to disappoint you, they will. <laughs> so, uh, I I would say that this would be like a a like shootout situation where it's just going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it could be a giant catastrophe because it's the Cardinals. So, um, there I I do think you're over is correct um at the spread i don't know i don't know how i feel about that i don't know if i would take the spread on it i feel like i would more take the money line on it because i feel like it might end up being a close game if the cardinals actually play to their ability it could be a very offensive game And that is how we wrap up the show, Sporting Nation. We will talk to you again, or Corey will talk to you again this weekend coming up on Sunday and Monday. I will talk to you again next week after I get back from my world tour and get to go see SoFi Stadium. I will update everybody on how awesome the stadium was and how great it was to see the Rams win 35-20 to 20 against the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely crushed Kyler Murray and... And I will update you next week on that. Until then, good night and good hockey, everybody.